Chapter Seventy Five, Parental Guidance in Social Affairs. The evil influence around our children is almost overpowering. It is corrupting their minds and leading them down to perdition. The minds of youth are naturally given to folly, and at an early age, before their characters are formed and their judgment matured, they frequently manifest a preference for associates who will have an injurious influence over them. Could my voice reach the parents all through the land? I would warn them not to yield to the desires of their children in choosing their companions or associates. Little do parents consider that injurious impressions are far more readily received by the young than are divine impressions. Therefore, their associations should be the most favorable for the growth of grace and for the truth revealed in the Word of God to be established in the heart. Let the youth be placed in the most favorable circumstances possible. For the company they keep, the principles they adopt, the habits they form, will settle the question of their usefulness here, and of their future eternal interest, with a certainty that is infallible. Parents, your sons and daughters are not properly guarded. They should never be permitted to go and come when they please without your knowledge and consent. The unbounded freedom granted to children at this age has proved the ruin of thousands. How many are allowed to be in the streets at night, and parents are content to be ignorant of the associates of their children? Too often, companions are chosen whose influence tends only to demoralize. Under the cover of darkness, boys collect in groups to learn their first lessons in card playing, gambling, smoking, and wine or beer sipping. The sons of religious parents venture into the saloons for an oyster supper or some similar indulgence, and thus place themselves in the way of temptation. The very atmosphere of these resorts is redolent with blasphemy and pollution. No one can long remain in it without becoming corrupted. It is by such associations that promising youth are becoming inebriates and criminals. The very beginnings of the evil should be guarded against. Parents, unless you know that their surroundings are unexceptionable, do not permit your children to go into the streets after nightfall to engage in outdoor sports or to meet other boys for amusement. If this rule be rigidly enforced, obedience to it will become habitual, and the desire to transgress will soon cease. Parents should remember that association with those of lax morals. And coarseness of character will have a detrimental influence upon the youth. If they fail to choose proper society for their children, if they allow them to associate with youth of questionable morals, they place them or permit them to place themselves in a school where lessons of depravity are taught and practiced. They may feel that their children are strong enough to withstand temptation. But how can they be sure of this? 
It is far easier to yield to evil influences than to resist them. Ere they are aware of it, their children may become imbued with the spirit of their associates and may be degraded or ruined. The dangers of the young are greatly increased as they are thrown into the society of a large number of their own age of varied character and habits of life. Under these circumstances, many parents are inclined to relax rather than redouble their own efforts to guard and control their children. Prayerfully, unitedly, the father and mother should bear the grave responsibility of guiding their children aright. Whatever else they neglect, they should never leave their children free to wander in paths of sin. Many parents allow children to go and do as they please, amusing themselves and choosing evil associates. In the judgment, such parents will learn that their children have lost heaven because they have not been kept under home restraint. Every son and daughter should be called to account if absent from home at night. Parents should know what company their children are in and at whose house they spend their evenings. Some children deceive their parents with falsehoods to avoid exposure of their wrong course. Fathers and mothers too often leave their children to choose for themselves their amusements, their companions, and their occupation. The result is such as might reasonably be expected. Leave a field uncultivated, and it will grow up to thorns and briars. You will never see a lovely flower or a choice shrub peering above the unsightly poisonous weeds. The worthless bramble will grow luxuriantly without thought or care, while plants that are valued for use or beauty require thorough culture. Thus it is with our youth. If right habits are formed and right principles established, there is earnest work to be done. If wrong habits are corrected, diligence and perseverance are required to accomplish the task. Parents, guard the principles and habits of your children as the apple of the eye. Allow them to associate with no one with whose character you are not well acquainted. Permit them to form no intimacy until you are assured that it will do them no harm. Accustom your children to trust your judgment and experience. Teach them that you have clearer perception of character than they in their inexperience can have and that your decisions must not be disregarded. The parents should not concede to the inclinations of their children but should follow the plain path of duty which God has marked out. Restraining them in kindness, denying with firmness and determination, yet with love, their wrong desires, and with earnest, prayerful, persevering effort, leading their steps away from the world, upward to heaven. Children should not be left to drift into whatever way they are inclined and to go into avenues which are open on every side, leading away from the right path. None are in so great danger as those who apprehend no danger and are impatient of caution and counsel. Guard your children from every objectionable influence possible, for in childhood they are more ready to receive impressions, either of moral dignity, purity, and loveliness of character, 
or of selfishness, impurity, and disobedience. Once let them be influenced by the spirit of murmuring, pride, vanity, and impurity, and the taint may be as indelible as life itself. It is because the home training is defective that the youth are so unwilling to submit to proper authority. I am a mother. I know whereof I speak when I say that youth and children are not only safer but happier under wholesome restraint than when following their own inclination. Some parents mistake in giving their children too much liberty. They sometimes have so much confidence in them that they do not see their faults. It is wrong to allow children at some expense to visit at a distance, unaccompanied by their parents or guardians. It has a wrong influence upon the children. They come to feel that they are of considerable consequence and that certain privileges belong to them. And if these are not granted, they think themselves abused. They refer to children who go and come and have many privileges while they have so few. And the mother, fearing that her children will think her unjust, gratifies their wishes, which in the end proves a great injury to them. Young visitors who have not a parent's watchful eye over them to see and correct their faults often receive impressions which it will take months to remove. Keep your children at their home, and if people say to you, Your children will not know how to conduct themselves in the world. Tell your friends that you are not so concerned about that matter, but that you do want to take them to the Master for His blessing, even as the mothers of old took their children to Jesus. Say to your advisors, Children are the heritage of the Lord, and I want to prove faithful to my trust. My children must be brought up in such a way that they shall not be swayed by the influences of the world, but where, when tempted to sin, they may be able to say a square, hearty no. Tell your friends and neighbors that you want to see your family inside the gates of the beautiful city. Children should be trained and educated so that they may calculate to meet with difficulties and expect temptations and dangers. They should be taught to have control over themselves and to nobly overcome difficulties. And if they do not willfully rush into danger and needlessly place themselves in the way of temptation, if they avoid evil influences and vicious society, and then are unavoidably compelled to be in dangerous company, they will have strength of character to stand for the right and preserve principle and will come forth in the strength of God with their morals untainted. The moral powers of youth who have been properly educated, if they make God their trust, will be equal to stand the most powerful test 